Arizona is a unique place full of stories, folklore, and Wild West chicanery. From KJZZ's original productions, Untold Arizona explores some of these stories you probably haven't heard about the Grand Canyon State. I'm Tiara Vian, here with two Arizona tales recorded before the pandemic last year. More than three years ago, Bisbee artist Gretchen Baer opened a small art center just steps from the border in the quiet town of Naco, Sonora. Every Tuesday, the little studio bursts into life with colorful chaos as nearly 100 kids show up to paint, draw, play music, and eat an after-school snack. Kendall Blust takes us south of the border to Studio Mariposa. It's a typical Tuesday for Bisbee-based artist Gretchen Baer. We're in Bisbee and we're heading down to Naco, Mexico to work with kids across the border at Studio Mariposa today. Every week, Bear drives her spectacularly ornamented art car across the U.S.-Mexico border to Studio Mariposa. It is a free kids art center that is just across the border in Naco, Mexico. Just a few blocks from the port of entry, we pull up to a narrow building, brightly painted with giant orange and purple butterflies floating above a mountainous desert landscape. Bear hops out of the car to greet a young artist waiting outside. Hola! Fifteen-year-old David Perez has been part of Studio Mariposa for more than three years. He's one of several older boys who've become trusted helpers at the art center. Like a lot of kids, David says he comes to Studio Mariposa each week for a few hours of artistic release. It's a place where he can have fun and feel at home. He says even after he turns 18, he plans to keep coming back every Tuesday. As school lets out, dozens of kids of all ages pour into the small studio. They pick up paintbrushes, grab beads to make bracelets, and tinker around on musical instruments. I just want them to have fun. It's This is a time to be free and playful with art. Studio Mariposa opened in January 2017. But it grew out of another youth-centered art project Bear started in 2010 called Border Bedazzlers. Each week, she and a group of local kids gathered in Naco to paint on the 15-foot-high border fence. Our motto was, um, if you can't tear it down, bedazzle it. They painted a full mile of the fence with huge hearts, flags, and suns. Then, just after the 2016 elections, Bear found out the wall and all of their artwork would be torn down and replaced with a harder-to-paint steel bollard-style fence. So I knew that project was over, which was kind of a particularly heartbreaking time and not a time that I wanted to abandon the kids. So she reimagined the project, and Studio Mariposa was born as a dedicated art space for kids in Naco. Bear says this project isn't political, but it is an excuse to get people to cross the border. And the more people you can bring over here and they can see how amazing and fun and cool it is, colorful and just happy, it really is. (laughs) That's the word we want to spread. In the last three years, Studio Mariposa has not only drawn nearly 100 kids a week, but also a dedicated group of volunteers from both sides of the border in Bisbee and Naco and from across Arizona. There's Maria Ospele Gutierrez, who comes by each week with her grandkids and helps pass out snacks. Everyone calls her Nana. 
Nana, todos. Tengo muchos nietos. Emma Kenninger brings her daughters, Tia and Kayla, from Sierra Vista. From the music, to the people, to the bright colors. It's a really loving, happy, creative community. And Linda Santianes drives three hours from Phoenix. We just hope it just keeps going and going. We're starting year four, and I see this just continuing. That's what I'm most proud of, <laughs> you know, that that after, you know, in our fourth year, that it's still everybody's favorite thing to do. Bear says her goal for Studio Mariposa is longevity. There's new kids all the time that I don't know, you know, but some continue to come, and then I will know them, and other ones I might not see again. But for anybody that continues to come back, the bonds are there. And she hopes to be part of their lives Tuesday after Tuesday, year after year, for as long as she can. Kendall Blust, KJZZ News, reporting from Naco Sonora. Next up, Bridget Dowd explores the checkered past of a church in Phoenix with roots going back almost as far as Arizona statehood. At Immaculate Heart of Mary in Phoenix, there are six Sunday Masses five in Spanish, and one in English. That's because this Catholic parish on 9th Street and Washington has a strong Hispanic community, and it's been that way for decades. Margarita Murillo moved to Phoenix from Mexico in 1992, speaking only Spanish. The first thing she did when she got settled was seek out a Catholic church. I came walking with my mom and my daughters. They gave us a very nice welcome. She started volunteering at Immaculate Heart and was eventually hired on part-time. She says it quickly became a place she felt comfortable. People from Mexico, we're a people of faith. We're very involved in our faith. We care a lot about our families. So here at Immaculate, we feel like we're in our home. But this safe haven was built out of a history of hardship for Phoenix's Hispanic community. In the early years, about half the population of Phoenix was Mexican, Mexican-Americans. And, of course, almost all of them were Catholic. Frank Barrios is a Hispanic historian with deep family roots in Arizona. When you go into Chase Field to buy your tickets to go in, right there is where my grandfather's home was and my mother was born. Just a 15-minute walk from Immaculate Heart to 3rd Street and Monroe stands St. Mary's Basilica. When it was dedicated in 1915, St. Mary's was the only Catholic parish in Phoenix, and the pastor at the time made a controversial decision. He said all Spanish functions will be in the cellar, mass included. English mass will be upstairs in the main cathedral. It was a major issue. It divided the Mexican community with everybody else. So that's when they started saying, well, we'll just build our own church. And they did. Immaculate Heart of Mary was dedicated in 1928, and Spanish-speaking priests were brought in to oversee the masses. But the discrimination extended far beyond the church doors and well past Phoenix's early years. At eight years old, we were all playing, and the one little girl said, let's go to my house. So we all went up there, and then she put her hand out and said, you can't come into my house because you're Mexican, and my mother won't allow Mexicans in our house. Sally Fight is the daughter of Adam Diaz, the first Hispanic man elected to the Phoenix City Council. She says her grandmother helped make the new church a reality. She was outraged at being relegated to the basement 
of, of St. Mary's Church, and she was a wonderful cook, and she and some of the ladies uh, did a lot of sales, raised money, as much money as they could toward the new church. Fight is now 82 years old, and like Barrios, she remembers a time when her family was not always welcome. We couldn't swim in uh, swimming pools except for one day a week because they um, drained the pool that night. She suffered another blow in the mid-50s while attending St. Mary's High School. There were just a few of us uh, Hispanics that went to school there, and I had a boyfriend who was Angle. And his mother took him aside and said, it's okay to, to date her, but not to marry, because she's Hispanic and you're not. In April of 2000, the members of Immaculate Heart faced a new challenge. Some of the candles caught the altar on fire and destroyed most of the building's interior. Here's Margarita Morillo again. Y entonces pensamos que ya las personas no iban a asistir o se iba a debilitar, pero no. We thought people wouldn't come anymore, that it would be debilitating to the parish. But on the contrary, masses were done in the hall and we all started to work to remodel. Today, Immaculate Heart of Mary remains a home base for Murillo and others like her, as they draw strength from God and the community they've built. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Thanks for listening to KJZZ's Untold Arizona. I'm Tiara Vianne. This episode was produced with help from Sky Shout. There are plenty of pictures, videos, maps, and more at untold.kjzz.org. Do you have an untold Arizona story of your own? Drop us a line on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using the hashtag untoldarizona. And check out our Facebook group where you can connect to more people who love a good Arizona tale as much as you do. Did you like this podcast? Please subscribe and rate it wherever you're listening. And if you're looking for more Arizona news and storytelling, visit podcasts.kjzz.org or search for KJZZ wherever you get your podcasts. And if you liked this episode, help us tell even more great stories. Head over to donate.kjzz.org to contribute. This is a KJZZ original production. Until next time, thanks for listening.